Let me get that intro. and pies on which i don't think we talked about in the last episode of what exactly we mean by when we say pops and pies on we, we might those are nicknames that we have given ourselves yeah. well i feel like i may have given you that nickname pops <laughs> yeah i i agree i uh i don't know they i think they came uh they came organically you know what i yeah, mean yeah they came naturally it's natural yeah creating the, the nicknames but mm-hmm. uh yeah, I'm Pops. Because? Well, number of reasons, but Paisan's hmm. Italian. I'm not Italian. There you go. I've spoken on how, how us German people, we're not proud of our food. It's, <laughs> it's still good, though. It's still some good. Some of it. We like sauerkraut. But, I, uh, just made it, I just actually made some sauerkraut. It's right over there. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. I had yeah. it on a hot dog earlier, huh. which is essentially, you know, I'm, well, I believe hot dogs came from Germany to begin with putting brats in between bread. Well, mm. I think that was invented in America, but who the fuck do I know? I don't know. I'm a fucking idiot. Hot dog. They're delicious. Germany. Well, the Frankfurter. There's Frankfurt, Germany. The Frankfurter. Um, same with hamburger. Yeah. From Hamburg, Germany. The ground meat. Only thing I think I know about hot dogs is that, like, Joey Chestnut has ate, like, 80 of them. In, like, I don't understand <laughs> that. The hot dog, Joey Chestnut is a famous um, hot dog eating champion. I mean, this guy is like unstoppable. Yeah, famous eater. Let's just put it that way. But he eats a shitload of hot dogs in a very, almost like, I don't know if if our listeners know what foie gras is, but it's it's a result of force feeding ducks to fatten up their liver. And it's done so through like a funnel process by sticking a funnel down the throat and then dumping a bunch of food down its gullet. That, in a way, is Joey Chestnut with hot dogs. He's literally swallowing them fucking whole. Yeah. How you don't just violently throw... I mean, you have to train for a long time. Okay. What are you looking up? All right. The, okay, what, what do you think the record for number of hot dogs eaten mm, in the hot dog eating contest is? I want to say 115. 74 hot dogs. 74 hot dogs. Okay, so how long, how long is the hot dog eating contest... Uh, probably not that long. Probably twenty minutes. I don't even think. It's I think. That long, I mean, honestly. it happens quickly. I think it's he only ten lo- minutes. He ate seventy-four hot dogs in ten minutes. I would love to know the math on that. How many per minute you would have to eat under? That would have to be like ten two minutes. a minute. Yeah. I don't know. I'm terrible know. at math, people. I don't no, know no, it's like seven point four minutes, something like that. What? Seven hot dogs in one minute. That's disgusting. How's that even possible? Yeah. Well, I guess if if you watch, if you watch closely, he is shoveling them whole into his. Like he'll have like three or four at a time in his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. How did we even get to this point? Where did where where did we come from on this conversation? Well, it went this way because somehow we talked about sauerkraut and then i was like oh i just made sauerkraut and i put it on a hot dog and then you were like something about a hot dog and i was like oh germany yeah and then somehow joey that's chestnut got thrown into nickname. it we were talking about yeah we, we got were, our nicknames fuck. yeah so 
Well, you said German, yeah. You said German are proud about their food. Food, yeah. And I was like, well, it actually is good. It's an honest word. It's an honest word for you. Germans are not not proud of our food. I think Germans might beg to differ. Yeah, real Germans. No, well, German people are they're proud Dude, of their they cars. They have sausage, they have sauerkraut, they got mustards, they have fucking pretzels, which are dope. Pretzels, uh, yeah, we've talked about not pretzels. not just like the the pretzels that you were eating the other day, but like the soft pretzels. Yeah, that is the way to eat a pretzel, the soft pretzel. Shout out to Annie Ants. Yeah, the second Annie Ants shout out. Was it? Hashtag we sh- sponsor we definitely shouted out Annie Ants yeah. last podcast. They're fucking delicious. Yeah, they shouldn't just be in uh, in malls. They should be all over the world. Yeah. They probably are. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. They probably are. Yeah. Yeah, I've only ever seen them in malls, though, and I don't go to the mall. Yeah. Very rarely. I feel like it's out of necessity that I had to go. I would agree with that. Um, well, let's let's finish let's finish explaining except, our fucking okay, nicknames so because you, you pops. I called you pops because you like going to Home Depot on the weekends. Yes. And. Yeah. You know. What's not to love? Exactly. About going to Home Depot. You walk in there. It's a good experience. It's like a, it's like if you want, you know, when your kids, you ever go on like, go on like a maze, like oh, a yeah. corn maze, oh, yeah. that's like the adult equivalent of the Home Depot. A maze it's from like, our youth is like Home Depot. Yeah. Well, it, it is gigantic. Like. It's like, it, living in a city, the Home Depot is like your it opportunity always, to Home feel Home Depot that always smells like fucking like new rubber and like, and glue. <laughs> Like new rubber and glue, and like fresh wood. Yeah. And I mean, I guess maybe to pops, you know, pops might like that. He might like that smell. That might, yeah, you, you know, know, the glue, you know. I was don't huff the glue, but you know, it smells like the glue. Yeah. And Paisan, I mean, my name is yeah. not Italian, but I come from an Italian background. Yeah. So that was no an one, easy fit. No one chops trees down anymore. Some people do. I mean. When was like, the last time you chopped the tree, tree down? Tree down a long. Long time ago, dude. Years. I remember in high school, me and a couple of my stoner buddies, we had just taken, we had just reading, well, reading, I'm retarded, read a book on Thoreau. We had a really chill um, uh, English teacher. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. Go on. The reading thing. Oh God. Um, no. So we were we read about Walden Pond or whatever, and our teacher said he went out into the woods one day, made himself his own cabin. So us being who we were back in the day, we're like, yeah, we can fucking do that. So we go to the woods in this little district, right? And this is like a super by the book, by the rules kind of this area like a, where a I grew up. Public park? Mm, I mean, it was definitely public prop. Well, <laughs> actually, looking back on it, it was probably private property. I don't fucking know. Either way, long story short, we just simply like a group of fucking ten of us walking down this back street with. All of us carrying fucking axes and hand saws. Yeah. And we just start, we literally just start chopping fucking trees down in the woods of this tiny little town that we grew up in. And if it had, if it hadn't been in a more populated area, we probably would have gotten into a lot of fucking trouble. You can't just walk into the woods and just start randomly hacking down fucking trees. <laughs> no. But we melt, we made a pretty sweet little fucking like, uh, Native American kind of yeah. lodge. And granted, it wasn't like a huge thing, but it was uh, it was pretty fucking sweet. Native American lodge. I uh, 
Yeah. I'll give you a name of the podcast. Stuff, you know. Or not the podcast, the episode. Huh? That could be a name of the episode. Yeah. Last one I named the Uncanny Valley. I don't know. Yeah, if we explained it in that. the last episode. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, the robots will like it when they look back on it in the future. But that's neither. That's not what I was ta- talking about. I used to go into the woods, right, chopping trees down. Like when I was a kid, I used to watch stuff like about like Paul Bunyan. It was like the the early '90s, late '80s animation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, Paul Bunyan's wearing a flannel. Chops was down. Paul Bunyan a real person? I don't know. But he's, like, carrying whole pallets, like, on his shoulder. Like, it's nothing. Well, the guy was gigantic. Oh, yeah. No, but he couldn't have been real because the myth of him was he was, like, some monster, like, gigantic human. Yeah, the giant lumberjack. No. And Babe the Blue Ox. Which, obviously, there's no such thing as a blue fucking ox, so he definitely wasn't a real person. So Paul Bunyan wasn't real. Was John Henry real? Did you ever hear the... Did you ever hear the... Okay, according to legend, Paul Bunyan was so huge at birth, it took five exhausted storks to deliver to his parents. Five. Okay, okay. Five. Like, let's be... Okay, let's be real. Who the... Where did the whole whole stork delivery come into play? Was that ever a real thing? Huh? (laughs) Not four, but five. Five. I don't know. And they were tired because he was gigantic. Was it ever a real thing? I... No, I'm, I'm going to go with no. They say was he was, he was real possibly based off of a real character or a real person. Well, there have probably been, you know, by, by today's standards, this dude's probably like 6'2". You know? He ate 40 bowls the of porridge a day. nutrition today. 40? Yeah, and he got a big blue ox named Babe for his birthday. Mm. Well, that's just silly because there's no such thing as blue fucking ox. What, what purpose does an ox serve? Like, you could you could... Hitch that oh, box okay. to the wagon. Babe, and babe grew so large that her footsteps around Minnesota created the state's 10,000 lakes. Mm. Get the fuck that's out of here. That's, uh, that's quite an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Boom. Every fucking step I every fucking step I take. I think it was just a fucking right I think there. it was just a way to like get people interested in the lumber industry. Like yeah. motivate people to want to work in the lumber industry. I think that's what it fucking came down to. But no, can't say I've ever met anyone who worked in the uh, the lumber industry. No, I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever known anyone in the lumber industry. Yeah. They were like the old natural gas companies of oh. yesteryear. Okay. The you old oil companies. I was talking about John Henry. When were you uh, talking about John Henry? <laughs> okay, John Henry. You clearly didn't talk about this on the podcast yet, so I, I think please I inform our listeners. It. All right. Okay, I believe this is the song that we uh, we listened to, John. This is this would have been, oh, this is some random YouTuber. Hold on, let me find let me find the good version here. Here we go. Let's listen to this. What is this? I listened to this in third grade about John Henry. Yeah, this is it, hundred percent. I'm not gonna do a little bit of it. Here we go. John Henry Steel Driving Man. <laughs> Played on banjo. This music would go perfect with a Paul Bunyan cartoon. Yeah. Where the fuck? There should be where words. Did, where did he come into this whole... What we were just talking about? What, what, who is this person? John Henry? He's just a folk... You don't, you don't know the myth of John Henry? No. Okay. How? 
How is this? Oh, God. Here we go. I don't fucking know. This is story time. You're listening to an honest word here. And we're going to talk about John Henry. John Henry is an African-American. I'll give you an honest word. I have honestly no idea what's going on right now. (laughs) John Henry is an African-American folk hero. He is said to have worked as a steel driving man, a man tasked with hammering a steel drill into rock to make holes for explosives to blast the rock in constructing a railroad tunnel. What a miserable fucking existence. (laughs) According to legend, John Henry's prowess as a steel driver was measured in a race against a steam-powered rock drilling machine. This is an important part of the of the story sure. here. He beat the machine, I take A it. race that he won only to die in victory with hammer in his hand as, he, as his heart gave out from the stress. The story of John Henry is told in a classic folk song which exists in many versions and has been the subject of numerous stories, plays, books, and novels. Mm. So... I don't know if John Henry was real. Well, either way, whatever that song that was playing would be perfect for Paul Bunyan, which I don't know how the fuck we got to Paul Bunyan. We are all over the place right now. What's yeah. your first honest word of the day? Now, reverting. Let's 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 let's, uh, let's bring it back my, my first, full circle. Uh, let's bring it back to focus here. Honest word of the day is that we can't bring it back to focus, and I'm gonna bring it back to my nickname is Pops because I tend to have an early bedtime and I enjoy going to the Home Depot. <laughs> And that's it. So, so moving just, on to Paisan. <laughs> well, Paisan, that's easy enough. I already told you earlier. Uh, it's just from the Italian background that I grew up with. That's about it. That's about it. And a real fucking cagoots about it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but uh, our real first honest word, do you, you have your first one that you wanted to share for the week? Yeah, I got one. I got one, actually. So, um, so I went out on Saturday night, right? Went out to a restaurant, okay? Restaurant's was, good. Was this the night that you guys mixed a bunch of alcohol that you were... No, was that no, no, a couple no. nights prior? No, that? that was Thursday night. Mm. Saturday night, went out just because we, we were about to meet some people. We didn't end up meeting some people, and so me and Matuika just went out by ourselves, right? So we were out there at the restaurant, which is called the Italian Homemade Company. I'm not... You can look this up if you want to. The food's actually very good. I have a problem, though, with the process of seating. You might find this problem interesting. Uh-oh. Okay. Problem with seating. Problem with seating. How so? Okay. Do they he- do it a different way? Yes. And it's not a good way. Mm. Okay. So here's the thing. So you walk in there, right? You place your order. First of all, like, the place that you place your order is at, like, the back kind of corner. Is this one of these, like, no-labor kind of restaurants like there's no server no there's a server but there's no hostess so here here becomes the problem right everybody comes in right and then it's just like a free-for-all to grab these tables but this is like not a place this is like an above average place like upscale like they're serving wine and glasses so this is not you know a place that there should be a free-for-all for the tables so then like you know people get upset if you're maybe cutting them but i mean i'm not supposed to Anyway, so my beef, my beef is the restaurants that make you seat yourself, but act like they're not making you seat yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like someone I came, haven't come across too many of those. Yeah, they took, you know, took our orders, but then, uh, but then, yeah, they we, even, uh, they don't even really have an had about. Had to find pa- our own seating. They, huh? don't ha- they don't have an about page or anything like that. It's just home where they're at and, hmm. Yeah. They don't even have a fucking menu well, posted. Well, there were these two women that apparently, apparently, you know, we may have, oh. we may have skirted in front of them in line. 
But I didn't know. Here's the thing. They were sitting in a seat. We were standing waiting for a seat. So they were like sitting by the entrance, but I already thought that they might have already had a seat. But you it's know, best not to assume. You might as well just to fucking but, ask them. It's like, hey, are yeah. you ladies out of here? Because I need a fucking seat to eat my pizza. But, but my honest word is that the restaurant put me in that position there. Well, are you sure? Maybe you just didn't put yourself in that yeah. position by being a gagoots and you didn't mention anything to the fucking people yeah. who were standing there. Maybe yeah. you could have just said something. I don't know about that. Uh, maybe I have to see what this place is all about. Okay. Um, no, it's delicious. I though. mean, it has everything that a paisan would want to fucking eat. Fettuccine, oh, yeah. tagliatelle, pappardelle, gnocchi, uh, fucking pizza, sauce. Uh, but you know, I gotta say, I don't really like the. I don't really like the whole build your own concept. I don't really like that. Yeah, I think that you know, uh, you know, I think that might be a you know yeah. lack of. Um, I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like the build your own. I, Give uh, the customer the option. I don't like it. Yeah, you know, I had the uh, the vegetable the no the the vegetable ravioli with the. Uh, don't do it in an Italian accent. With the uh, the bolognese, <laughs> it was uh, it was it was good though. Wait, it what the good. fuck did you have? A vegetable what? Ravioli. Vegetable ravioli. Vegetarian ravioli. So you just had ricotta spinach, with bolognese. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. good. Okay. It was good. Had some pa- parmesan, parmesan. 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 On top of that. I don't know. I have like a beef with people who say parmesan. No, how do they say it? Um, Pommies and... <laughs> I never heard anyone say that, Jesus. I don't know, I call it... Pro- my, I got called Oh, yeah, that was ridiculous. Um, yeah, I might one day. I'm going to uh, a place called Pizzeria Delfina tonight. Pizzeria Delfina? And it has the Neapolitan-style wood-fired, yada, yada, whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? What's uh, Neapolitan means? That has something to do with Napoleon? No, it has to do with Naples. Naples, Italy. Uh, they're called Neapolitans. Every time I, I try to talk in an Italian accent, I, I put my, my thumb combined with my index finger and my, my middle finger. Well, it is all about the gestures and I shake of the it in the air. We are dramatic people, for sure. Um, it's about no, the Delphine, gestures. No, Del, the, the Neapolitan style is considered one of the, like, the original place where pizza was born. Uh, they bake it off... Um, in wood-fired ovens, and uh, bada-bing, you got yourself a pizza. The decision, the first person to, like, put, you know, some form of tomato with the chicken, that was a changing uh, point with, huma- with humanity right yeah. there. Well, before the we start before we start straying off into God knows what, yes. while we're on the topic of pizza, this is a perfect segue for my first honest word. Which, everyone, has to do with a Papa John commercial I recently saw on uh, yesterday. Okay. For the, uh, would have been the, well, both championship games aired it. Um, So, for those who don't know, the former CEO of Papa John, the guy that you always saw on the commercials for, since we were kids, uh, had to step down because he said some shitty things. Um, on the NFL about the uh, African American players yeah, protesting, he, he said the N word because yeah, he said the N word, and it hurt. Uh, you know, he was he was bitter about it because he you know it hurt his fucking commercials or his airtime. Who who the fuck knows? The guy is, is swimming in money and still has the nerve to bitch about this affecting whatever. Anyway, um, swimming. So what this commercial was, and the reason why I feel compelled to talk about it, is because I felt that. 
I mean, yes, it's great that they... Well, I should explain the commercial. It was a Papa John's commercial. It was for the New Orleans Rams game. And it was based in New Orleans, and it was all African Americans in the entire commercial. At the end, it had a, a black pizza maker staring straight at you through the TV making the pizzas. There's nothing wrong with that. What I, What's wrong with it, though, for me, is the insincerity coming from oh, them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they are only simply doing that to cover their ass and to ensure that they can still sell their product. Because I can guarantee you Papa John took a major fucking hit in their sales once this controversy came to light. Yeah. And I can guarantee you as well, if this had not happened, they would never have thought of airing a commercial like that. Yeah. So my, my, my problem with that commercial is just simply the insincerity of it. That they are only simply doing it to cover their own ass and say, see? Yeah, it's all about the dollar bills. I don't know. If that gets me in fucking trouble, I, you know, I, you know. But this is an honest word. I don't, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. This is an honest word. I didn't say anything bad. All I said was they were insincere. It seemed it seemed forced and faked because, you know, they they were definitely hurting in their sales. They were definitely hurting in the sales because John Schnatter, who I never fucking liked ever since I was growing up, he always looked like he had a stick up his ass. Um, had to say those things. Yeah. And I guess apparently white supremacist groups vowed to make Papa John's the official pizza of the alt-right. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Mm. What kind of fucking world are we living in? This is why, this is why we have this podcast. Know, and yeah. so we can give an honest word about yourselves. little bits of information that you see like that. Yeah. You saw those pictures of the, uh, those kids in front of the Native Americans. What the fuck was that? I don't, I don't know if I saw those pictures. You didn't see those pictures? No. There's a, floating all over the internet right now native americans were protesting um and these kids with make america great again hats and trump supporters were in their face like taunting and these were kids also known as the hitler youth of today mm. yeah i don't know about that and then i saw I a picture know, I then think- i whoa, whoa whoa then i saw a fucking picture now okay i'll also have an honest word here it's i'm starting to have a hard time you know with photos how do you know they're how truthful are photos anymore with Photoshop yeah. and editing and it's the fucking internet. It's savage. Anyway, I saw an image of these white kids at a basketball game from this one specific high school. I can't remember the name of it. I won't name drop. Um, but they were in they're like all white, but they were doing blackface. Yeah, and taunting black and taunting black players. These are high schoolers taunting other high schoolers dressing up as blackface. Yeah, well, I mean, the black players probably probably beat him at the basketball game, though. To be honest with you, they probably did. Yeah, so they probably know, did. Fuck those guys. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's just madness. Yeah, it's just madness, man. It's just I, madness. Uh, I was gonna go. There's one honest word down. I was gonna say uh, to quote the Wyclef Jean song. Sweetest girl. Well, wait. Is it Wyclef John? Why? I don't know. I think it's Wyclef Jean, Shab. No, I think it's Jean. But carry on. So I'ma tell you, like Wu told me, cash rules everything around me. That's so profound. Singing Shab. dollar dollar What does that have to do with anything? It's, it's what it's all what about. What does that have it to do? Comes, what is, what it has what to do to? with Papa John's trying well, they did it to for resurrect the their yeah, image. Yeah. Their no. bottom line. Yes. Their image to also get back on their the bottom, bottom line because it was definitely suffering because of the shitty things that that schmuck said. 
Yeah. Um, okay. Well, there you go. So this is the, that's what I was saying earlier before we got on the microphone is making sure you explain. Yeah. <laughs> Your uh, your like your comments, yeah. so it's not just like, oh, what? Like I'm getting smacked in the face here. Yeah. Um, Do you want but, me to read uh, but, you the next paragraph of the song? What what song? Oh, the dollar dollar bill. bill. Yeah, sweetest girl. Pimping got harder. Now you know what? I'm just not. No, I'm not. I'm no, not going no. to. What I was gonna say is talking about Papa John's <laughs> or in the games is another great segue for dun 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 another honest fucking word. Okay. What? Okay. What was your opinion on? Uh, well, there's there's a couple of things that we can talk about. One being the refs and their play calling, and two, yes. um, that controversial call that ended up costing the Saints. Yeah. A game. What is your honest word? Because I haven't really developed mine yet, and I'm I'm writing on my paper right now, so you can fill that content there for a minute. It was uh, it was back in '83, and I was fixing no, a game wasn't. between you, you Ball State. I was fixing a game between. I was on Jefferson Ave. I was on Jefferson Ave. I was watching Illinois. the game while I was blowing coke next to this fucking hooker. Well, it was Ball State in Northern Illinois. Okay, no, I um look, the referees. I have my opinions about them. All I can say about the referees is that I just want to, whatever team that I'm rooting for, I don't care if, I don't care if they give my team favorable calls. I don't, I don't want that. I just want to see it. I just want to see the game be called clean. I just want to see it get called clean. That's all I can say. But I mean, I guess to play devil's advocate, I mean, I don't, I, I don't really know what the fuck to believe. Do you really? Do I mean do? really think that the refs are out to sometimes but at the same time i do believe you can pl- outplay the refs does the nfl conspire to bring certain teams I, into the, I, the, the the fold i mean like what are we talking about is relative i definitely think that there are teams just like there are teams in the nba that that these leagues would love to see succeed maybe over other teams and because the only times, way the only way some, i think you know, the only way to control the outcome of a game mm-hmm. is the play calling from the refs. I don't think they're not going to tell the coaches, "Hey, fake this or intentionally lose this down or lose this game." I don't think that's happening. But yeah. I think through play calling, and I don't even think I think 9 times out of 10 it's not like intended to favor one team or the other. I just think that's just how it, the fucking game works. Yeah. Now I will say um they're struggling with consistency. Yeah. The the hit I don't know the names of the players because I don't follow that closely, but I watched it. It was right at the end of the game. The Saints are driving to close the game out. Yeah. Um, and a defensive player was just beelining for the Saints guy. Yeah. Didn't even look at the ball and just hit the guy. And then the ball, I mean, it happened so fast. You know, I fuck, fucking replays, man, are annoying sometimes, especially when they just start – Droning on about it, they're like five minutes of fucking we're, replays. We're I just ninety-five point seven the game. We're back but the here. ref is judging that fucking pass interference call on the the quickness and the speed of the game. Yeah. If you watch it in real time, you will see how close that ball is to that receiver's hands before that guy hits. Yeah. Hits him. Now I'm sure all the fucking sports freaks out there are probably losing their shit right now. Because I might have missed some detail, but from what I saw in live play, I don't know. I mean, the guy, the guy had a pick. The guy had a pick if he had just turned the fuck around. 
Yeah. He could have taken it to the house if he did that. I remember when the NFL was a man's league. Still is a man's league shop. Yeah, I know. Come on, Pops. Don't don't get all uh, Alzheimer's on me here. (laughs) Stick with it. I, uh... No, I, oh, but I do remember there was a time, there was a time, and it was very recent, where on ESPN they used to have the jacked up segment. Did I talk about this last podcast? No. No. I don't watch ESPN, though. Mm. Well, there used to be a time when I was a youth where they had a segment that was jacked up. It was like 2002 was when this happened. Like, mm-hmm. And they would just show the most massive hits, like people just getting there, you know. Their shit their rocked. Shit rocked yeah. pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I could look this up. I just don't feel no, like it. No, you don't have to. Um, but yeah, I gave up. I gave up on ESPN in college, and even then, I wasn't like really into it. But seeing like when I would go to the cafeterias, that's all that would ever be on. Yeah. And eventually, some of these shows just got to be so stupid, yeah, so fucking stupid. Yeah. And then I started asking, like, why am I watching grown men? Talk about sports like they're fucking child, like children. Yeah. On the playground in sixth grade. You know what I mean? Like, I don't give a fuck about the statistics. I don't give a fuck about, you know, breaking down a play. I just want to watch the fucking game. I just want to watch the game. See, highlights in my mind are different than like NFL Live. I like highlights. I like I like the highlight reel. Yeah. I actually love the highlight reel. That's yeah. really all I watched when I did watch ESPN. Right. But the the talk shows and just the blah, 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 we'll, blah, blah, blah. The talking heads are just so fucking annoying. Will Tom Brady <laughs> win another Super Bowl? I just, I can't stand that. I can't. I don't think it's going to happen. I do think it's going to happen. The Rams. And then the you Rams. sit, and then you're sitting back and you eventually ask yourself, why the fuck am I watching this? Why am I wasting my time? Like listening, listening to, to this, Rex Ryan listening to <laughs> Rex Ryan tell me who the fuck he thinks he's gonna. I don't give a shit. No, I don't give a shit. It's not gonna sway my fucking opinion one way or the other. No, just watch the game. Just watch the game. Yeah. What are you doing? Just watch the fucking game. Watch the game. Well, I guess I guess it's important for people who are, um, maybe aspiring coaches or players or aspiring broadcasters or. Uh, I don't know, but it still doesn't give me any fucking reason to give a shit. Yeah. But maybe for those people, they care. But, you know, honestly, I mean, I played sports growing up. I loved football. That was like my life was football for a, forever. So was lacrosse. And then uh, I just stopped playing sports. Yeah. I just stopped. I uh, I don't know how I feel about that still, but, you know, I just stopped. I wanted to be Priest Holmes when I was a kid. You remember Priest Holmes? Oh, yeah. Oh, Kansas yeah. City Chiefs oh, yeah. back. I used to, I idolized Terrell Davis on the Broncos. Oh, yeah. Idolized him. He was so fucking fun to watch. And all, all my Pittsburgh people would be like, oh, yeah. I was like, you know what? I love Pittsburgh, but I ain't a diehard. Yeah, I mean, you I don't have like have, that like, ignorant Donnie. view. No, if there's a good player to watch, I'll watch him. Like Terrell Davis, I like watching good linebackers. For as much as I hate the fucking Cowboys. I like to watch Sean Lee because I think he's an incredible linebacker. Yeah. Yeah. So, or like Khalil Mack. Yeah, he's good you know, too. But, of course, I'm always rooting for the Steelers to win. They're probably the most frustrating team to watch in the NFL right now because they are doing it to themselves. Yeah. They are literally imploding on themselves due to their own their own fault. Yeah. But anyway, that's that's a whole different – that's. 
a limiting topic, and I want to talk about Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The um, going completely three sixty, um, True Detective. Oh. That was uh, that was a bit of a slow episode. That was definitely uh, a, a a more of that, like a background information kind of. It's gonna it's gonna turn out. I'm I'm enjoying this season of True Detective. This season of True Detective makes me regret never having like I've never staked out. Never staked out a house in an undercover squad car with like a coffee, you know, full smoking, thermos full of smoking coffee. Smoking fucking marble reds, cigs. marble reds too, not yeah. lights. Fucking, you're you're chain smoking yeah. reds. Like a gun on my hip. You go to the bar. Yeah. They make they make being a detective look so fun and glorified, and, and it's just like no people. Yeah. It's just like with the chef world for me, you know. <laughs> on you see on the media, what is what's that noise? It's a door closing. What door closing? Neighbors. Oh. Yeah. I didn't realize it picked up that clearly. Anyway, um, fuck, it fucked up my thought. What was I talking about? True detective. True detective. Oh, glorifying. On, the, on like social media or whatever, they glorify the chefs in this show. They glorify the detectives. Dude, they work long hours. It's just like they, especially as a detective, you deal with some gruesome ass shit. Yeah, oh yeah. Especially if you work a case like that, which I know it's not. I mean, it's definitely based off of things that have happened in the past. It's not a tr- it's based on a true story, but he's that guy's definitely getting his story informed by things that have actually happened. So, as a detective, to come across this like uh, that's what always freaks me out. Like these these the, you know, when they have the dolls, yeah, the the fucking dolls and the there's like the religious cults and the pedophilia and all that that nasty shit. Um, those always creep me out, but like, as a detective, you'd have to work that case. And when you work those cases, you have to, it's almost like a journalist. You have to get like completely absorbed into it. You have oh, yeah. to, you have to immerse yourself journalist. into that world to get informed on it. That's what all the great writers do. That's what great detectives do. They immerse themselves into the situation that they are trying to understand fully yeah. and completely, almost living as if they are those people, right. which could... That's a, talk about a fucking toll on your psyche, on your emotional state. Um, I mean, it's no wonder why detectives are fucking always at the bar, or at yeah. least that's how they're portrayed. But it, it does look satisfying. Oh, you know what? When they when they Wonderful. show them in the office and they're flipping through paperwork and the paper's making that specific sound on the microphone, and they're going through their Manila envelopes and they're you know they're SB sipping their coffee and they have the money. cigarettes in the ashtray and then they have the whiskey in the in the drawer. That's how things used to be, man. And and it was just yeah. I don't know. And uh, that looks great. I would do that. And, you, know, you know, Darlene comes in with the donuts every Friday and it's hey, oh look, it's Donut Friday. Friday. I fucking love it. Right. Yeah. Not a care in the world. They don't even know about cholesterol at that point. No one's taking. They don't give a shit. They don't know shit about health at all. We still don't, man. No. People say we do, but I really don't think we we do. I mean, I don't want. I'm not going to get into too much of this rant. Fuck diets. I think I talked about this last podcast. Not all diets apply to everyone. Okay. It's not some blanket solution to your problems with your eating. Okay. You have to understand how your body works, how your body reacts. You have to learn about you and you yourself. Going so far, I think, even to understanding how your genes work in your family heritage. Because that will inform the foods that you should avoid or foods that you should eat. Yeah. Um, anyway, I don't want to go into that fucking yeah. rabbit hole. 
On a different mm. note, when I was writing that down, we were talking about Tree Detective. Like, I like how you I, I like how you wrote it in an arced. Yeah, with very... my left hand, my off hand. Mm. Wow. But I was thinking about you know the story of Paul Revere. You know, mm-hmm. he rode his horse and over the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. The you myth, know, the myth of yeah, Paul. Saved Revere. the American Revolution. I, I Evan Shaw will never like ride horseback in the rain during an emergency. <laughs> like that's never gonna happen. Well, I mean, if the world Men goes did that to, for if thousands the, of years, if the world goes to shit, maybe we'll be back on horses. It's true. Gas will be super. See, bad, this though. is where we have the benefit. The world goes to shit. Go down to Menlo Park and steal one of the fucking horses down the haciendas. Yeah, yeah. Right off into the sunset. I'm blood enough red, dude. I got bounties on my head from New Hanover. Make sure when you when you do it, you, you, you steal the horse. You go get some provisions at the general store, and you ride off into the hills, ride off into the mountains, and you seclude yourself from I don't, the madness of humanity. I don't want Blackwater no more. I just want my estate in West Elizabeth. <laughs> West Elizabeth is where you started, right? West Elizabeth is where you started. We started we started in New Hanover. We had a bounty on our fucking yeah. head. Bounties anyway, people, we're, we're stupidly Bounties talking about head. Red Dead Redemption Bounties right now, which, head. well, the second Bounties one, on shut head. the fuck up, uh, which is a great game, which is a really great game, a lot of fun, but it's also one of those games, I know they released their online. I am not going to play online specifically because I could get lost in that world. And I would, I would look up and I'd be like, oh, my God, it's fucking 6 in the morning. I've been playing all night. Yeah. I can't afford to do stuff like that anymore. The campaign was fun. I, I like playing campaigns of games. I, I actually kind of miss playing the Call of Duties. But I don't even think they do campaigns for that shit anymore. I think it's just straight up online and, like, the, the Fortnite-esque model of, of gaming. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Anyway, transitioning to a new topic. I just want to give a shout out this Monday. It is Martin Luther King Day. So shout out, shout oh, yeah. out to MLK. Yeah, we. Uh, wow, we should have probably even said that at the outset instead. We were felt the need to explain our silly nicknames. Yeah, MLK was a very important man. Um, he wasn't perfect. Oh. He wasn't perfect. But no man is. But he fought oh, a good cause. Yeah. He fought a good cause. Yeah. And uh, you know, I. Uh, so we you get need, the honest need, man of the day award. That, that's, that's a good idea. Honest individual. Let's go honest yeah. individual. It's yeah. not, limited. Wanna, wanna, yeah. not limited by gender. Not limited by genders or pangenders or whatever the fucks. Um, honest, honest individual, individual of, of the day. Of the week. Of the week. That's going to be the of the week. week. Yeah, it's true. Could individual include a company if a company does a good thing? In the eyes of the law, an individual is a corporation. Yeah, which is horse shit, but that's yeah. another... Uh, <laughs> That's a, I don't know enough about that to uh, have an opinion on it, so I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah. Honest individual of the week. So MLK will be our honest first. Martin Luther King Jr. is our very first honest individual of the week. Yeah. That is, um, that's great. Yeah. I, I like that idea. That's good. This brings up another point. Okay. Well, 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 no, 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 no. You can't just start like just no, no, no. We gotta, we gotta talk about MLK. I want you can't, to. Okay, I was gonna I'm say you can't to. just you can't just be dropping shit and then just walking away from it. Like I said, there's there's no mic drops here, not until okay. the end. Okay. So we got Martin Luther King Jr., our first honest individual of the week of the podcast. Yes. What would you like to say about Martin Luther King Jr.? Okay. The level of greatness you have to be to have a day named after you. And I understand people say, 
Oh, Columbus Day's day, and I, you know, I get it, but that's not what I'm talking about here. We're talking about we're talking about a great man, MLK. All right. Columbus was not a great man, nor yeah. did he discover America. Okay. That much we know, but continue. But look, we're 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 on to MLK now, and uh, I think there are things like you got 365 days in the calendar, right? How many? Okay, one. I was thinking about this today, literally earlier this morning. How many people got days named after them? And two, behind that, my point that I wanted to make is that. You know you've made it when you got an airport named after you. Thoughts? I mean, I think you've you've made it when your name is tacked up onto anything. Any building or... Yeah. I mean, airports, yeah, sure. You got the um, Ronald Reagan, you got the Dulles, you know. Yeah. Um, no, no I, think really you, I think you've shit. made it if you're able to slap your fucking name up onto a building or billboard or... Um, yeah. More more importantly, a building that's something that lasts a little bit more permanently. Yeah. Um, I was or highways named after you. If you get anything named the after Eisenhower, you, you've, you've definitely you... you've made an impact. You know, I yeah. think that I think that can be said that you've made an impact, whether good or bad. Like I said, no one's perfect. Um, but Martin Luther King Jr. I mean, I, I I feel like when I learned in the history books was only the tip of the iceberg of what he really fucking did. Per usual with the history books, they only ever skim the surface and it's only ever a skewed version of history. They don't actually go deep into it. Um, But we need people who are, and I think we're starting to see this now. I think that's the one good thing that Trump has brought about. Yeah. I think it, it woke people up. It's like, holy shit. This kind of stuff is at our front fucking door now. We, we, no, like we can't let, we always thought that it was elsewhere. It's right here at home, which is, com- which is compelling people to be like, to wake up a little bit, get a little bit more vocal, get a little bit more active. Now, sometimes do people take it a little bit too far? Yes. And by too far, do I mean, do they not inform themselves enough before they open their fucking mouths and start running a bunch of horse shit? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that, with, with the pace of our lives, with the pace of how everything happens, you know, people... Are, I think a lot of people just simply scroll through the headlines. And like yeah. that's what they call news. Well, not only that, your your headlines that you're scrolling through are like are algorithmically sorted by the things that you like and enjoy and the things that you follow on whatever social media it so is. So it's catered to your so preferences. To so your preferences. that is biased in so and of itself. If you aren't willing to follow people on both sides, then you're not going to get then both sides of the story. And it, it doesn't even, it's not even like both sides. It's just something substantial yeah like doing light research i'm not even saying like you don't have to fall down the rabbit hole and i don't know why i keep using that term but it's just my term of the week you don't want to have you don't have to fall down the rabbit hole of you know investigating and and spending all this time but a little bit more light research into the topic maybe one you know maybe a left maybe a right maybe something's considered middle if that even fucking exists yeah and maybe you know something from an institution Boom. Okay. Now I have a little bit of an opinion to understand before I run my mouth on, you know, groundless means. Yeah. But I think I think it's unfair to say that someone can't express their opinion if they have a, if they do have a small amount of knowledge on a topic because about most topics I would say most people don't have much knowledge, right? So those are the people who are going to be feeling the effects politically of whatever decisions that get made. And so, like, 
you know, regular Joe Schmo doesn't know what's in, you know, such and such bill. However, they know what they want to have change in their life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I don't think when, when, when people criticize people for talking on subjects they don't know about, I guess I understand that. But like some people, you know, they just may want something to be one way and they don't they don't know. You know, they don't know who stands for it or, you know, what sides are actually like. Like, like now, I mean, all right, getting to an honest word, like this border wall funding stuff, right? Like Democrats voted for this for a while, right? And then, but Trump comes along and then it brings up a debate, right? But it's just like, I, this is probably a debate the whole time and I'm sure it was, but then like, part of it is me like, me is like, well, why, you're not voting for it now simply because you don't like the person who's putting it on the table because he makes it into an issue because they know it's like 86% of Republicans think of it one way and 86% of Democrats think of it the other way so they both have to hold their grounds which is nonsense and that's an honest word that's nonsense that whole process that whole mentality of like we're going to keep the government shut down because it caters to both of us and it's the other side's fault when it's reality it's both of your faults because on the Democrat side they have voted for these things before and on the Republican side if Trump is going out there saying ignorant things holding the government hostage to some extent like you're going to get that you're going to get that back if you don't handle things diplomatically like you should and you call people names things not things aren't going to work out the way that you want them to work out hmm. that was a rant that i just went on you can you can do some talking well that wasn't that much of a rant i feel like it was i was just looking i thought i had made a mistake earlier about the Italian homemade company, I thought I was looking at. I realized I was looking at the catering menu and not their actual menu. Oh, can we do a? But they're still doing. They still okay. No, it's alright. That's should completely we do a session of culinary time? I uh, uh, can try some of this bread. Not on the microphone. Not on the microphone. Um, no, it was another. Uh, it was a semi-successful bake. Like a so I, I baked bread. Went with like the traditional more white flour than whole wheat. Uh, went with sandwich rolls, just fucking around to see how it would work. They turned out pretty good. The sandwich rolls look like, uh, kind of look like cream puffs. If anyone knows what a cream puff looks like, a little lopsided. Still tasty. And then, then I tried sandwich, um, longer sandwich, sandwich rolls, and they turned out flat as shit. Again, still tasty, but not ideal. Yeah. So, back to the drawing board. I mean, my first loaf of bread was a crusty pancake. But I started getting good at it, so I look at those sandwich rolls. I'm like, you know what? My next couple batches, I know what to do. Yep. I'm gonna get. I'm starting to get into pizza. I'll tell you that. I'm talking about earlier. I think I've finally made my decision, set my course, and I'm working towards uh, opening up some sort of uh, pizzeria. Oh, best slice come, of pie. Come 2020. Plain piece of cheese. Good bread. Good sauce. Good cheese. That's it. My personal one opinion. Basil. That's it. That Man, my personal it. opinion. But and there's a big and there's a big on. old but to that. It is it comes down to the quality of the ingredients. See, this is the whole thing about Italian cooking. The reason why they can get away with three ingredients is because those three ingredients traditionally are fucking incredibly produced. Like, yeah. those tomatoes were incredibly grown. That buffalo mozzarella was made incredibly. That basil was grown right in the pot next to you before you put it onto your pizza. 
the olive oil was made from a reputable, respectable producer. Like, that is what allows Italian food to be so fucking good with just three or four ingredients. A caprese salad, which is essentially the margarita pizza without the dough, is fucking incredible. Only if the quality of those ingredients are exceptional. And that's the and that is where the line is drawn. You can it's like it is the tomatoes got to be in season. That buffalo that the mozzarella's got to be buffalo mozzarella from fucking Italy. And the best olive oil you can get, a little salt, that's it. That's it. A little basil too, preferably homegrown. That's it. I only But you make it with refrigerated tomatoes, it's going to taste like shit. I only eat balsamics aged 30 years or more. No, you don't. <laughs> Only 30 years or more aged anything less. If the balsamic if the balsamic was created after I was born, it's not for me. It's not for me. Before uh, I was born only. My brother likes doing, he always texts me that he's like, oh, I cooked this and this tonight. And I feel like he always ends the text with, it was with balsamic drizzle. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. I think he puts it on everything. I know you yeah. put it on everything. I love balsamic. It's good. I mean, no, don't get me wrong. It's good. I just put it on I just, everything. Uh, I put it on bread, though, consistently. Yeah. Mm. I mm. do not put balsamic on my caprese salad. In my opinion, the caprese salad is homegrown tomatoes or, you know, vine-grown in vine the summer, in the, in, in the fucking heat of summer. In the They're room temperature. They're not refrigerated. Buffalo fucking mozzarella from not Italy. refrigerated. Buffalo mozzarella. It's got to be buffalo. It cannot be fucking craft uh, mozzarella, okay? It's got to be buffalo mozzarella imported. You got to pr- spend a you pretty penny on that bitch. It. The farther it, it comes to get here, the better Just it quit tastes. Quit being a good goose. Like, then you want the olive oil. The olive oil's got to be incredible. You don't need any black pepper because if the, if the olive oil is good, it's going to be peppery enough. And all you fucking need is a little bit of salt on the fucking tomato. A little bit of salt. And that's it. That's your most beautiful caprese salad. Rip up some fucking fresh basil and boom. And a margarita pizza is just that on dough, baked with cooked sauce. That's it. Yeah. That was my rant about Italian cooking. It has to be exceptional quality when it comes to the ingredients. That is the only way that you can pull off true Italian fucking cooking. Margarita pizza is an overrated pizza and I think people half-ass it all the time and that's why I think that I think it's overrated, you know? I feel like the margarita pizza gets half-assed consistently. Well, people write it off as it's just a cheese pizza, and it's like this is exactly the point. This is exactly the point I was just making. This is exactly what I was making. It's um, phone. No. Well, we'll be off soon. We still. We still. I still got two more goddamn topics to talk about. Um, stop it! Stop it vibrating. Well, I don't. I don't know if it works like that. Just anyway. Did you just see her all Texting. weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's a different point. Um, <laughs> it was just all in my rant about the Italian cooking. You just want good fucking ingredients, people. All right. I'll just end it there. It's yeah. like, oh, well, they're expensive. Well, if you're gonna fucking make Italian food, spend the money. If it's one meal a month doing that. 
I mean, shit, you spend money on clothes and all that other stupid shit anyway. Why don't you spend some money on good food that actually means something to you as a person? I don't know. Yeah. Eating food and the decisions you make when buying food have a much larger impact than people fucking think. Yeah. It's an honest word. You can take away the power of those corporations, man, if you stop fucking buying their products. (laughs) If you make the intentional choice at the grocery store to not buy their product and go for the small guy, that is a huge impact. That sends, you don't think about it, but that sends ripples. If enough people do it, that shakes those companies to the fucking core. Anyway. That's what Mexico did with the Sinaloa cartel. <laughs> nice segue to your <laughs> El Chapo point. <laughs> Narcos Mexico. <laughs> no, it was more. I was watching Narcos Mexico, and that stuff's all like. Which oh, is inc- which is really great. great. Really, really very good. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I can pick between the two, as I, to which one was better. Which is very surprising to me because I was not expecting this. I haven't finished this most recent one. I've not finished it. But I'm in really. Oh, they ended it well, and actually, the character who ends up ending that Narcos Mexico is in the new True Detective. Oh, really? He's the dad, the drunken dad. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Authentic investigator. But uh, it's it's pretty. It's there's. uh, I don't. I I can't pick a side or side. I can't pick a, a, a show. Which one I like better, the original or Mexico? I think they're both fucking great. They're yeah. essentially the same show. I mean, yeah. let's be real. The storyline is fascinating, though, with Mexico. Yeah. About how, you know, they were just all about the weed, and then a couple moves here and there, and then cocaine got involved. Yeah. And then they became the main um, traffickers for the Colombians up through, uh, once the once Florida got shut down. Yeah. They bypassed it going through uh, Mexico. Yeah. That guy, you know... He was a good example of what we were, uh, I don't know, maybe, I think I might have been talking to you about this. Maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, but just this guy who, you know, he had the vision. And he worked towards that vision. Had and the he vision. And he, he cut people out, literally and figuratively, cut people out of the picture um, who weren't on board with it. Now, what happens when one does that? You're burning bridges left and right. You get to the top. You ain't got no one around you left that gives a shit about you. Yeah. Which is, uh, that makes you question, like, what is success? Yeah. Most people would define it as a lot Some of people, Some people think that they, I mean, I mean, I saw a taste of that working as a chef. Committed, to, you're committed to your craft, and that's all, and, if, and anyone who isn't involved or cares about it, then... Yeah. They're not in my circle. And uh, that could be, you know, that could be to the detriment of that person doing that. I saw, I saw it a little bit of it. I didn't, get, I didn't fall too deep into it, but I'm, I'm getting back into the game. But with a different approach, um, which, is, which is exciting. It's an exciting prospect. Um, but since you had dropped the fucking point about the <laughs> Mexico, please do yeah. tell us about this El Chapo thing that you've been wanting to tell me about. Oh, okay. Well, maybe the fact that he bribed the former president at a hundred million dollars. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Hundred stacks. Now this is just people who are getting caught. Yeah, most time we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pretend that it was just the former president of Mexico getting money. You can't tell me that it wasn't other fucking officials in the U.S. 
who are getting paid. Not, I'm not saying El Chapo is paying U.S. officials. But what I'm saying is that's not the only politician who's ever received a check like that. Yeah. He just so happened to get caught. Anyway, yeah. what is your point that you want to make? Oh, that's just, you know, that's wild. But the point that I have to make is that they bring all these things up at the wall, but none of this comes in. None of this comes in on the ground. It's all coming in on the coasts or through plane. All this, all these drugs oh, into all the America. Drugs. Yeah. Well, and the tunnels. Well, and the tunnels. That's what I'm they saying. No one's just, you know, no one's just strolling across the border with tons of weed. Like, that's not happening. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not happening. But for the people who aren't informed on the, on the subject and all they hear is Trump blabbering away, they'll believe him. Yeah. I mean, he literally makes it seem like there are just like stark, like these fucking crazy Mexicans running across the borders with guns blazing and drugs on their, drugs on their back. Yeah. Like just coming in hordes. And it's just not fucking, he treats it like the fucking Mongolian horde of, of yesteryear sweeping across the plains of Central Asia into yeah. Europe. He's making it seem like these fucking, these Mexicans are coming over like that. That's just simply not true. Yeah. Drugs are flowing, yeah, but not the way he tries to conjure up that that image. Yeah. But again, for the people who aren't informed on the matter, they let that, and they're too stupid, they just let that image take hold. Even though everyone along the border is like, I don't really see what the problem is. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, I was just thinking about... But where does El Chapo come into play with all of this? Well, he's the one who's giving them the money to be like, yo, your guys, you know, just kind of look past all mm-hmm. this stuff. It's cool that they... I, I bet you El Chapo's in the next Narcos. Yeah, probably. I mean, Because I they, if, if you watch closely one. enough, I mean, it, it, it doesn't require one to watch that closely um, in the new show. But El Chapo is is well, quietly featured throughout the whole season. It, the it whole does because it's a lot of Spanish, so you have to you have to do a lot of reading during the Spanish parts. Right, but but how he language. is thrown around in the show is very quick, quick scenes, very quick dialogue, and then it's kind of in and out. It's, the focus is not on him. Yeah. But for anyone who has followed closely enough with the whole drug cartel recently, they know El Chapo is big big time shit. So they see a name like that thrown around the show, they're like, oh. I mean, they're not going to not do a show on El Chapo. I mean, he is the next. So it was like Pablo. Um, uh, name Pablito. Sl- huh? Nothing. The, the guy in the Narcos Mexico, the head honcho. What the fuck was his name? I don't even remember. I just watched it. Kiko, something like that. No. Kiko was the, the DEA agent. Uh, no, the, the guy who was responsible for the bringing the, I don't know, the playas cop. together. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, but I think El Chapo is the third of that lineage. Huh. And so I think he's going to get his own season when the drug war actually, because that's what they were, they ended, oh, I shouldn't say that because you didn't finish watching it. No. All right, well, I won't tell you the ending. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think that's um. acceptable. Um. Yeah. What else, what else you got written down over there? Um. Why, uh. Well, I recently saw um, Betty White said something about um, her the secret to old age, and I got I got agitated about the whole like anytime you ever hear old people talking about um, you're like oh what's your secret? She said vodka and hot dogs in that order. I'm like Uh no Betty White, that's not 
that's not how it happens okay you got lucky with your genes and you're from a generation where you're just y'all are just tough as fucking nails like yeah. my, my my great grandma was like that my my grandma is like that they're they're fighters man they don't give up they just keep trucking I, it has to be in their fucking genes yeah. I, I don't know Means and our genes. but they're always like oh yeah vodka and hot dogs or i eat chocolate every day <laughs> no you yeah. don't no you don't you don't smoke you know what i will say that 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 one woman in france who lives Jean to be 100, 121 smoked two cigarettes a day since she was 18 but keep in mind people the food that she was eating yeah she walked cigarettes good for you not even that good for you <laughs> i don't know i'm just saying they were like she walked around she ate the food wasn't tainted with all of these whatever the fucks these yeah. chemicals and shit um so I don't know. I just, I just, I don't know why that irked me, but it's like it's just not true. I always, I always laughed at, um, you know, when you see on like the fucking Today Show, they're like, oh, all of a sudden the new study comes out that you can eat chocolate and drink wine and be fine. You know, yeah. they they make it seem like you can. Uh, I mean, you can, yeah. Um, but no, they're like, you can have a chocolate bar and a bottle of wine a day and be fine. Yeah, this no, was getting back to my earlier true. point of like we don't fucking know what we're talking about when it comes to what's good for us and what isn't. Yeah. Which is what I've been saying. It's like you eat clean food as best you can in moderation. You cut out as much red meat and dairy products that you can. You limit your sugar intake where you can. And you just try to eat in moderation and you fucking exercise. Yeah. It's really not that hard. We're trying to come up with this simple solution. It's not. Like it requires a sustained effort. A conscious effort in taking care of yourself. It all starts with what the fuck you're putting in your body. Yeah. It's the quality of the stuff that you're putting in your body that ultimately determines how you feel as a person, mentally and physically. Yeah. It's all it's it's all one system, so it's all tied together. You know, they they say that eighty percent of your immune system is in your gut. Um, and if your immune system or if your gut is compromised by food that isn't promoting healthy gut activity, then it's going to affect your mental state. Yeah. Which is why, you know, I know there's a huge like probiotic phase going around. I mean, I drink kombucha a lot. I'm Aaron which is Andrews good. and I'm here with probiotics. Yeah, the probiotic yogurts, which like you have to eat so much of that stuff to get <laughs> like any he- healthy levels of fucking probiotic back like happening in your gut system huh. or you have to do it over a, a sustained long time um i don't know but that that was my original point was um going off of old people's secrets to a long life is not vodka and hot dogs people no. so that's just betty white being silly even though i can't believe that lady is still fucking trudging still along yeah. still trudging along yeah um and uh is she still like she's still recording stuff isn't she she's not retired like yeah. she, i think she's still in or she definitely was just in a recent television show yeah that is wild she got married for the first time in 1945 wow she's been divorced since 1981 so she's been single this whole time and she's been married three times, and she's mm. been single for tw- 37, 37 years. 37 years? Yeah. <laughs> wow. 
It's That's incredible, man. Yeah. I don't know. Like, that generation just... I, I think I told you... About, I definitely told you about this uh, documentary on HBO um, by Carl Reinhardt. And if, for anyone who has watched Ocean's Eleven, which I'm sure you have, he is the old guy in it, the old bald guy, Saul. Huh. Um, and he did a documentary about these people who are in their 90s and 100s and, you know, what what makes them still go? And really yeah. what it boiled down to was attitude and outlook on life. Yeah, I believe Where that. it's like, I don't let my age define how I feel. Like, I'm, I'm going to carry on with my life. I'm still going to learn, read, dance, listen to music, travel, eat. And by doing so, you stay young that way. So yeah. you foster a youthful mentality is essentially what they were saying and maintain it. Essentially, don't lose your inner kid is yeah. what they're telling people. Because when you lose your inner kid, when you lose that state of awe and wonder and curiosity and playfulness, when you lose that, you become rigid, you become hard and easily, um, you break more easily. You become brittle. That's when you break down. That's when your body gives up on you. But staying youthful, playful, curious, you stay flexible. And the old Bruce Lee adage, you, uh, you go about things like water. You're, you just uh, you go with the, the circumstances. You go with the, uh, the situations. You get more flexible. I feel yeah. like she was a babe back in the day, Betty White. Betty White. I'm, I'm yeah. looking up pictures of Betty White. Yeah, dude. That is not. That was not Betty White. In her that 20s. wasn't. No. And what the fuck was that? That was a Snopes fact check. This is a. Uh, this is Betty White. Huh. Yeah. Been around a while. Look at this. Wow. She kind of in that picture. She looks like one of those, Leslie Stahl, or who's no 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 Leslie Stahl's on sixty minutes. Who's the. <laughs> Kathy, what's her name on uh, NPR's NewsHour? Mm. Or PBS NewsHour? I don't know. Fuck, Kathy something? I don't know. She looked like her. I'm Leslie Stahl. Leslie Stahl was a babe back in the day. <laughs> Leslie Stahl. I act like I grew up with Leslie Stahl. <laughs> but back at Wheaton College. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, that's where what Leslie Stahl is. Where is Wheaton College? I've never heard of this. Massachusetts. I've heard of Wheaton. Wheaton. It's definitely pronounced Wheaton. I wonder when that stopped being a thing. Because one of our professors at Dayton dropped the uh, the whole the the whip. Down by the crick. Well, the crick doesn't have anything to do with the wheat. Wheat by the crick. All right. Well, we're rambling right now. So do you have any other honest words? Um, made it through what is two thousand bars on this. Um, no, we're about to. Because all I wanted to we're say. We're over an hour in. I mean, we're like an hour ten. Because all I wanted to say for my last honest word was. Women, what are you doing when men text you and you don't respond for hours? What are you doing? Are you thinking about how you want to respond? Does it literally take you almost twenty four hours sometimes to think of a response? Because I can tell you on our end, as men, we're freaking the fuck out like, well, maybe not freaking out, but you know what I mean. We start churning around in our heads like, did I say something wrong? Did I say something stupid? Is, you know, is she ignoring me? Or, you know, you start playing those games with yourself and then you're like, you just fall down that spiral like, ah, oh, shit. Um, so my question to you women, 
is what are you doing when you receive a text message? Something as innocent as a, hey, what's up? You can't tell me it takes you six fucking hours to say, hey, not too bad. What's going on? So you let that man just writhe in pain and agony for six hours. Because what? I know, because I know you fucking looked at the text message. I know you did. I know you saw it because you're on, you're on your fucking phone all day. Got the read receipts on, you know. Not even those. I just edge. know because everyone's on their phone that you didn't, don't act like you didn't see it because I know you did. I know some people who used to, who used to put their phone in a different room for hours and hours on end. Yeah. And it's just like, I thought we were trying to plan something for the day. Why would the fuck would you... Why would you put your phone away in a different room when we had talked about making plans for the day? I don't think most people do that. I think most people have their phones, especially most young people, um, on their person. Well, I was speaking times. from experience in high school, but yeah, I don't know what the fuck that was all about. Yeah, Maybe that was her way of saying, uh, yeah. I don't know. No, I, I do really. think it goes both ways, but at the same time, you know. Yeah, it is. It is kind of what it right. is. You gotta well, gotta push through it. Let's just wrap this up. I think we're 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 done. We're done. We're done. Cooked like some asparagus right. in the oven. Four hundred. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for joining us. If you yeah. if you did. Yeah. Until next time. You can write in. You can respond to our honest words. We have an email account set up for that now. That's oh yeah. Why don't you drop that? It's an honest word. We podcast. are officially uh, published. We'll, our, our podcasts can be found um, on Apple and on Spotify, apparently. Soon. Soon. Yeah, where it um, works. I mean, what's the contact yeah. information? An Honest Word Podcast at gmail.com, spelled A-N-H-O-N-E-S-T-W-O-R-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. And if you have any ideas on things that we should talk about, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, please leave them in that email, and we will definitely uh, get back to you and possibly feature it because we're not that big yet, so we can respond quickly, unlike the other podcasts. So if you want to get we'll some outlandish shit, answer. we will answer all emails. If you want our honest word, <laughs> please email us, and we will uh, we will provide it to you as quickly and as thoroughly as possible. We'll, we'll break it down. We'll yes. break the situation down for you. All right. So until next week, people. Right. Thank We're you. We're out. Thanks for listening. Bye now. Bye bye.